Before we start the show this week, I just wanted to ask you to please get vaccinated. 95% of physicians in the U.S. are vaccinated. 100% of living U.S. presidents are vaccinated. Nearly 100% of all U.S. senators are vaccinated. 100% of Republican governors and 100% of Democratic governors are all vaccinated. The CEO of Pfizer is fully vaccinated. On the flip side of that, over 95% of people who have been admitted to a hospital for COVID symptoms and people who have died from COVID in the past month weren't vaccinated. And this new variant is killing young and healthy people at an alarming rate. By not getting vaccinated, you are allowing this virus to mutate, making it harder and harder to treat and prevent. Now, I know that if you haven't gotten the vaccine by now, I'm probably not going to change your mind. But it has recently come to my attention that a few people that I trusted to do their own research and make positive decisions to protect the people around them aren't vaccinated. The vaccine wasn't rushed. It isn't making women infertile. It isn't killing anyone. If you've chosen to not get vaccinated, please, 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 please reconsider. If you just haven't pulled the trigger yet because you're unsure, please reach out to us via email, Twitter, Instagram, or however you like. And I would be so, so, so happy to provide you with some credible information from reliable sources to help you make your decision. Seriously, it would absolutely make my day. Am I biased? Yes. But I made my decision with the help of credible information, and I'd like to help you do the same. I wouldn't have gotten vaccinated if I felt like there was any chance it would hurt me or my family in any way. Thanks for listening. Now on with the show. Like that shirt. I wore it just for you. I'm a member of that organization myself. Are you really? In fact, I used to be on my local board of it when I was in college. I don't remember what I did. It's not even my shirt. Is that true? Yeah, Sarah's shirt. Were you in Alpha Psi Omega? I wasn't in any sort of Omega. I don't go in for that. I'm an individual. I'm a lone wolf. Pretty sure Alpha Psi Omega is the name of the next COVID variant. <laughs> at this, Yeah, they're going to have to make up triple names for it at this point. How are you? I'm all right. <laughs> We got a we got a tree. We got a we got a tree here. This is a real tree. Oh my god! There's a tree in the background. There's a tree there. Yeah, just grew back here. No ornaments. Nope. No ornaments. What are you fighting the war on Christmas? Yep. Xmas all the way. Happy holidays to your non-denominational, non-offensive holiday shrubbery. Yep. That's exactly what it is. It's not even an actual tree. It's just a bush. I'm very familiar. Don't, don't. don't. As soon as I said it, I was like, oh boy, here it comes. Yeah. So we just got this. We got this tonight. We got this today. We're going to decorate it tomorrow. We we're going to let it, you you let the branches settle a little bit and then you, then you throw the ornaments on. We had a whole kerfuffle with ours because we weren't sure where to put it. Do you have yours already? Yeah. Yeah. Because Melinda has some allergy induced asthma and she's allergic to like everything. So we have like a plastic one that we put together. Right. 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 And, um, we have three cats and a toddler. But the tree is the thing that's really going to set her off. Well, no. My point is that, like, where do we put the tree so that it's not going to come down and break everything? The gazebo that blew away with the last storm. <laughs> Jesus. Over Santa's dead corpse or whatever that joke was. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you just listen to that episode today or something? I forgot about both of those. I remember everything. Man, I'm a steel trap. All right. I'm ready for callbacks left and right. <laughs> so Boniverse. we were debating Boom. Frankie Killing Franco. <laughs> we were debating putting it in um, our bedroom. And then we even had the thought of just putting it in Rowan's room because we never really let him run around in there. It's so small that like he plays in the living room. But then it's like, then we never get to see it. And if it's in the bedroom, then no one else is ever going to see it. Really? Yes. Yeah. We actually debated on putting ours in the bedroom, too. And I was like, why? 
Yeah. So what are we going to light it when we go to bed? And I'm just going <laughs> to stay up all night because I just have a tree just shining <laughs> in my face. But so uh, we ended up putting it in our office. Oh, yeah. That's actually a good place for it. I've been in your office. That's a good spot. I had to move my desk to the other side of the room, but we figured that'd, it out. That'll be nice, though. Is it? It's not pressed up against the because your office has the the like half a slanted ceiling, right? Because it's in the is attic. It pressed up so against the only the... the only area it can fit in the room is in the center. Okay, great. I wanted it just pressed up against the wall and just the the top branches just slanted. There's a I forget just... what the name for that. There's a name for a room that has walls that way, and I don't remember what it is. Because if you look up like if you go to like Home Depot's website, looking up how much paint you need to paint a room, it'll ask you. Are the ceilings like this? And I don't remember the name for it. But yeah, it's like it's not because it's not cathedral. Cathedral no. would have to be two slants together. But you're, yeah, there is one. We're we're not we're not technical. Guys. <laughs> I actually am. I know you are. I know. But it's just uh. not going to happen. Yeah. So we got the tree. So now this is and we got a real one. We started getting real ones a couple years ago. So now it's a real pine tree right here. And so now my house smells like a beautiful pine forest. I miss that, Or a brand new rental car, whatever you want to think of it as. We used to, I used to, I grew up with real trees and I haven't had one in 10 years probably. (laughs) Grew up with real trees. Yeah, they were everywhere. Yeah, it was crazy. You walk outside. (laughs) I know. It's it's nuts. Now it's just all stone macadam and, you know. To be fair, living in the New York City area is a bit like, like if you want to see a tree, it's like you have to go to the zoo. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta go to special yeah, place. Like go to Central Park. Yeah. yeah, living in New York City is like just living in the middle of the story of the Lorax at all times. It's not the beginning; it's not the end. Just right in the middle there, all the time. I thought that joke was going to go over better than it did. It wasn't very good. No, it wasn't. Actually, now that I said it out loud, it wasn't. And it had wasn't nowhere that great. to go. Like no. I couldn't yes and you with no, it. No, you couldn't. You couldn't at all. I just killed the show. So anyway. You want to go home? You want to? Where you can wanna, they find you us? Want to call it? Yeah. Yep. Let's just call it now. Let's try again tomorrow. But how? How are you? I'm good. I. Uh, this has been the most eventful thing that has happened to me since we last talked. I think. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Oh. We had a parent-teacher conference today. But by we, I mean me. I went to the parent-teacher conference. So they told us when they were going to do the parent-teacher conference, they were like... Wait, wait, wait. So did the teacher not go? (laughs) Yeah, it was just me in the room. It was just a parent-parent conference? Yeah, it was me. (laughs) Which is weird, because we could have just done it in the living room. But we went to the school. But they demanded you be in the room. And we sat there, and they were like, you sit here and for 50 minutes talk to each other. And which was nice because it was the longest we've talked to each other in about six years. Yeah. So very good. We went to um, we again. I <laughs> went to this paradise. So we were going to go the royal. We we were, the, yes. <laughs> you know, me and the, and the holy savior. Uh, we went to. the So that we were going to both of us were going to go and they were like, all right. So, you know. You're going to sign up for a certain time. And then they were like, try and do it early because because we want to we've been talking about Emerson's progress with his teachers. And they're like, try and sign up early so you get a little extra time. If you're like the first one, then you can show up a little early. It was like, cool. So we were assuming like it's a parent teacher conference. It's going to be in person, like all parent teacher conferences. And so when earlier this week, Sarah's on, there's like an app that you can do or a website or something that you can communicate with parents now. Technology, it's crazy. But she goes, oh, the parent-teacher conferences are virtual. They're they're over Zoom. And we're like, oh, okay. So Sarah had to actually work that day anyway, and she was going to end up missing the parent-teacher conference in the first place. 
And so we were like, oh, there's one at like 7.15 a.m., like the ass crack of dawn. We were like, but if you sign up for, if we sign up for that, then, you know, we can do it, get it done. You could go to work. So we signed up for that. Then last night at like 5 p.m., the teacher sent Sarah a message. Hey, as per our conversation, you're going to come in person to yours. Well, we thought he also had the day off from school today because parent-teacher conferences were going on all night. Nope, not true. Half day today, 8 to 11. So at 7.15, we have to get him ready for school. So one of us can go, and the other one has to get pants on this kid and get him to school basically by the time the other one gets done with the parent-teacher conference. We were like, what the hell is... What point is this? What does this serve us? This serves us nothing. This is ridiculous. So they were having... How were they having parent-teacher conferences during school? They weren't. There was times before... I guess. I don't know. That's why it was so early at like 11, I guess, or something. I don't know. Maybe they were. Maybe I missed. I have no idea what they were doing today. I don't know, man. I dropped my kid off for a couple hours and then sometimes I never saw him again. And then I never saw him again. And then they just give me a different kid every single time. It's crazy. (laughs) Nuts. But I like variety. It's the spice of life. So, you know, what can you do? Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and pick up a brand new kid. My <laughs> name is Chris Trable. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. What are you going to name this one? I don't know. I think we're up to the numbers now. Just, you know, two, three, four. So this one's going to be, I think, 17, something like that. You should call him Omicron. That, I will give him that. that. That is the most badass name I've ever heard. <laughs> It's just another member letter of the Greek alphabet. I know, but it still sounds awesome. I mean, it does. Let's be honest. Like, I'm pretty sure it's where the Transformers were from or something. That's what I'm saying. This sounds every time I heard it was like, oh, my gosh, that sounds like whatever new version of Skynet is going to take over the world. (laughs) It's going to be that Omicron. I love that. I like. Listen, if I got covid Omicron, I'd be like, that's a badass something to get. You know what I mean? Like that one I can get behind. All of a sudden I'm anti-vax, not because I don't think it works, but because I, if I'm going to go out, I this is go how I want to go out. Yeah, yeah. that's what I, yeah. <laughs> we should all just choose the one that we want to go out on. Like we should release <laughs> the list of the names that are going to be upcoming. Like they, and we'll like, just wait for yeah, that one. Like the same way they do with hurricanes where they just tell you like, all right, it's going to be this one and then this one and then this one. They should tell you all the names of the, the different variants that are going to be coming up. And then you can choose which one you want to go out on. You know, they have told you. Have they? It's the Greek alphabet. Right. But, you know, just remind me because come you on. You know which one I would go out on? Pie. I mean, listen, pie's <laughs> going to get you one way or another. So, I mean, it might as well be that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Andrew. Yeah. Cowboy be- Bebop happened. Let me try that again. Can we edit that last one out? Yeah. Or don't. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I won't, but we can. Andrew. Cowboy Bebop happened. Mm-hmm. It goddamn happened. It happened all over the place. I w- okay. So, here's 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 the way that I, th- I see us doing this. All right. There's two different options we have to talk about this show. Ready? Either one, I can go first with some of my thoughts on it, and then you can jump on some inane detail that I'm talking about and let your rant go from there. Or two. Before you do that, did you see the whole show? No, I, I did not. But I saw, I, th- I feel like I've seen How much enough of it did to you be see? able to. 
33 episodes i was like enough that this oh, is gonna three. be <laughs> they said 33 yeah 33 episodes i went back around i saw all 10 and then i went back around a couple more times but i i feel like i had seen enough to go like i have some thoughts on this I i've can talk seen about enough this. i've seen enough i've seen enough to know that i've seen it all yeah so either i can start talking about yeah. this and then you can jump on some detail and then go into a blackout rant about this mm-hmm. or i can let you rant for a while and then I will use my notes to help sweep up the shattered pieces of your broken psyche. So which one <laughs> is, there, is there one that you would like more than the other? Okay. I don't think I have a whole lot to say. I don't have a whole lot to say either. I, and it's not just because I've only watched three episodes. It's actually because in watching the three episodes, I was like, again, I was like, I think I get this. Yeah. I get where there's the, not a whole here. lot to it. Yeah. There was one more note I wanted to add that I forgot to, but I'll try to remember it. You can take, you want to take some time and add it? You take some time and add it. No, that's okay. Because I, this tablet is so old, it won't let me edit documents. So <laughs> I would have to do it somewhere else and then close this document and refresh the page and okay. then reopen it again. Great. Okay. So let's not do that. Instead, let's talk about Cowboy Bebop, Chris. Let's do that. First, what did you think of it? You know, of what you saw? Okay. So here's the thing about this. First, I, I will say this. I think the one unfortunate thing about you and I doing this review right now is that we both seen the anime. So because I think this would be a very different experience if I had just watched this and not known the anime at all. So I tried, as I was watching this, I tried to try and take a step back at certain points and go like, all right, if I didn't know this show before, how would I think about this? Like, what would I feel about this? I think, I think if you didn't, if you had never watched the anime, if you're coming into this fresh, I actually do think that that you could like this. Like not you, not you personally, because you don't like anything. I, maybe though, but I think uh, maybe if I hadn't seen the show, well, maybe. Yeah. But you're a cold-hearted bastard who's critical <laughs> of everything. So, but so not you, but you, the royal you. You know, you and the right. holy savior. That's right. That's right. I think, the royal you. I think you could actually enjoy this. I think there are enough things in this, and there's enough aspects of this that it could make this enjoyable. I was kind of in and out of it. I think. I mean, f- listen. First of all, visually, it's great. I mean, it's beautiful. I, the, there's a lot of money put into this thing and you can you can see it. It's on the screen. OK, this is like this is Ike Perlmutter's dream because all that money went right onto the screen. All right. No two cokes about it. <laughs> Once again, just, don't, I'm not going to explain that joke. Just Google it. Uh, I feel like I make that joke every every week, but it never gets old to me. That's true. So there is that. I think I mean, visually, it's really stunning. I would say like a, if you're like a Tarantino fan or you're. Even an Edgar Wright fan, this could fall. You, I think this would hit some of your your pleasure spots. I think it has that sort of again taking a step back and going like, if I didn't know the anime, this looks a lot like those. The edits, the the pacing, you know, the fights, that type of thing. I think that it ha- it kind of harkens to those two guys. So if you like those things, if you like those guys and their work, I think that. I think you would enjoy this. What do you do? I'm curious. What did you think of this? These are my first three notes that I took. Okay. The first note is bad. Uh-huh. The second note is I hate this. Uh-huh. And the third note is why? 
Yeah, 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 yes. That's the other, and that's the other side of the coin. If you have seen the anime, yeah. this is a hundred percent pointless. I think that's a good point. I actually have something that might back that up that I want to save for the for the end of this. But I, I think I think you make a good point. I want to jump on as well that like the pre and post production of this mm-hmm. are insane. Yes. They're phenomenal. Like the set design, the props design, the costumes, the special effects, the visual effects. And and yeah, and the post production, the CGI and stuff like snuck up and hit me like a fucking tornado. But I feel like it's the parts that are in between yes. that are kind of lacking a bit. And some of the acting is really, really good. Like the script and the dialogue and the plot lines and things like that. All that stuff in between. And yeah. acting. And a lot, a of, the lot acting. of the acting yeah. is very either not stylized enough where like they they didn't get the memo of what the end result was going to be or way too much and it doesn't yeah i agree with you on that i think it it does fall in this weird like like you said it go, it really goes performance to performance and they they it feels like they needed to make a choice of like do we live in this very i don't want to say surreal but this very heightened world but our performances to, you know, when when two characters are talking to each other can be real, can be realistic. And it's just everything around us. The, the visual style of this is very heightened. Or is this full blown like we're playing this like a like Looney Tunes? Well, like a 30s noir. Oh, oh. you know, very stylized performance. Well, see, even I say even there were parts that were like I would use the term like I just did Looney Tunes. Right. There are characters who come in who are just right. Like all over the place. And honestly, some of them are like main characters and some of them are characters you haven't gotten to yet. Not like main characters throughout, but like maybe you see them once or twice in different episodes who just do not fit in a world with Spike and Jet and Faye. Right, right. Which you can kind of do like the anime had characters like Tong Poo, Pure LeFou, the like crazy dude. Yes. And it had that like the crazy black pudding you know, it, you can you can do like weird off the wall stuff, but it, it it, I don't I don't even necessarily know how to put it into words, but there is a, a version that works and a version that doesn't. And I feel like a lot of them here don't. That being said, Mustafa Shakir and Daniela Pineda, kudos to them for doing yes. the best with what they had. Yes. I think the rest of the acting is mostly bad. But yeah, the guy who plays Jet is insane. It was Mustafa Shakir. He's so good. And in fact, if you if I closed my eyes and listen to him talk in that character, I would not be able to tell if it was him or the dubbed version of the anime. Yeah, 100%. And Daniela Pineda does a great job playing Faye. She's almost... This is the thing. This is why I get like kind of confused, because part of me, I wrote here, that isn't Spike, that isn't Jet, that isn't Faye, that certainly isn't Vicious. Right. That being said, the characterization of Jet is dead on to the anime, and while the characterization of Faye is not quite what Faye was in the anime. She does a great job making a new one. She's a great character. She is. On her own. Yeah. I don't really know how to describe it. Like, she doesn't sound like or look like or present herself as the character from the anime, but the essence is encapsulated in her. Yeah, I agree with you. I can see exactly what you're saying with that, and I agree with you. I will say, this. I didn't take this note. I didn't write it down, but I will say also, I don't know if you've gotten to a lot of these parts. This show is a lot hornier than the anime. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. There's a lot more gratuitous sex scenes. Yeah. Spike goes to a, a whorehouse. Yep. I was just getting to that. I was just getting, I was getting, just getting to one, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, he says he does. Yeah. Like, he says he goes occasionally. You know what I mean? Like, he, he at least has been to one. 
and no, enough to know like who how it works and who they are and he like really wishes he had the money for I mean, come on we all know how a whorehouse works right <laughs> yeah by the way my wife is sitting here i said that sentence and she can't hear the other side of this That's conversation how you guys met. so she just heard me say that sentence and did not react a single yeah. <laughs> a single Great. bit i don't yeah. know if you've gotten to the episode yet but faye has a, a lesbian experience i mean who among us has? <laughs> you so, can't use that joke know. twice in the same episode. I know. But and then they have a whole long discussion about how this is her first orgasm since she was unfrozen. There's a lot it's a lot hornier. Yeah. Well that's okay. I'm okay with that. Sure. See? You gotta keep me interested somehow. I put here as well, the music was kind of disappointing to me. It was mostly just the same music from the anime. Again, if you yes. don't know the anime, this might be a great introduction for you. You might really enjoy this. But it, they didn't change any of the music, really. There are a couple new songs, which were cool. Right. But for the most right. part, it is straight off of the old soundtrack to the anime. Right. And uh, they made a big deal of saying, like, it's the same composer. We've got the same, which is technically true. Like, they technically got the person who composed the original music, but they just used the original music. Right. But she didn't do anything for it. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, I did say as well, I think think what would have landed this a lot more for me and other fans of the anime, I think this would work a, a lot better as a story about new characters within the Cowboy Bebop universe. I think that's that could be... Really interesting. And I think you're almost in the way that like seeing Spike Spiegel joke around and laughing and seeing Jet as like a deadbeat dad with an ex-wife and Faye is like, by the way, did he have a daughter in the anime? Am I not remembering? Okay, that is a new thing, right? That's what I'm saying. All this stuff was super different. And I'm like, why not just get new characters? Well, I think, like you said, I think it goes one way or the other, just like you were saying with Faye. It's like either go completely different, but you have to do that with everybody or go exactly the same but you have to do that with everything. everything has to be in line with each other you can't pick and yeah, choose not this like one foot in one foot out crap exactly and i think that's the problem i i don't i think the problem with this lies in the fact that it's one foot in and one foot out not that they went so different or stayed the, so the same i think they they tried to meet it down the middle they tried to put enough stuff the same that they thought the fans of the anime would be on board because they hasn't they haven't changed it too much but it, you know, enough different from the anime that one, the fans would also feel like, well, it's worth watching because it's different. But also people who don't necessarily like anime or don't even know that this is an anime would be interested in this. And I think that's where the problem like, for instance, first of all, can I just say Alex Hassel looks so stupid in this i agree just so stupid. he plays vicious by the way yeah i think he's a great example of like he doesn't fit in to this universe no he's so over the top in appearance and expression yeah it just so it's because i remember watching it first and seeing him and i was like is this is this whitewashing is this considered (laughs) whitewashing with this part you know what i mean like but it it is but it does fall like in a weird line because this is the the future Anyway, so it's it's one of those things where like you I don't think there's any concern that this version is trying to whitewash in general. You know what no, I mean? No, I don't think so. But I just seeing that part because it was just because he looks so stupid. He does. Look they tried to make dumb. him look like the anime and he looks stupid. Yeah. And this is not his fault. This is what they put him in. But he looks like. An yeah. Idiot. I, well, and th- that brings up an interesting point as well that I always get to with stuff like this, which is that like I'm not entirely sure how much of it is the fault of the actors and how much of it is the fault of the director. Yeah. I generally blame the director for a lot of this sort of thing, because at the end of the day, you don't see 
see yourself, right? Like, uh, yeah. I think um, Kevin Conroy used to talk about Kevin Conroy, by the way, played the voice of the of Batman in the animated series of the 90s, which is widely considered to be one of the best adaptations of Batman in general. He talked about um, Christian Bale. And how his voice was so stupid yes. in the first movie. And I've made this point, yeah. And he said, but that's not really his fault because you have producers, you have a director, you have uh, you know, an assistant, you have yeah. a vocal coach, you have an acting coach, you have all these people. Uh, there's an audio guy. Like, you have all these people around you, and not a single person went up to him and said, hey, you sound like an idiot, you might want to change that. Yeah. Because he's in the mask, like, you can't hear what you're saying. So, like, I, I, on one hand, right. I think, where did these characters come from? Who is this? Like, what was the director doing with these actors to be, like, all of it's there. You can just watch it. There's manga to read. There's so much um, I mean, there's not as much as there could be of, like, other stuff, but you've got at least 26 episodes and, like, eight manga that you can read. Right. But it is one of those things where it's like, like we said, either take all 26 episodes and all the manga and everything and pour into that and then try and emulate that or ignore literally all of it. Not all of it, all of it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, go and go the and go the other direction. Well, I say all of it. And, and by all of it, I mean, make new characters. Like, Well, I, I like that idea. That's I think that's actually an interesting idea, much like. Watchmen, the show Watchmen, you don't, you know, you can enjoy that show, but it takes place in a comic book universe that wasn't set up by like, um, you know, it's not a sequel to the movie Watchmen. It's a sequel to the comic done in a different medium. Like you can do well, that. Well, they didn't just make the comic, right? They didn't make a, an eight episode right, version of I'm the saying. comic Watchmen. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They made new characters and told a different story. Right. But it lives in that world, and it's a direct sequel, even though it's two different mediums. Because if you want a guy who does, like, wushu kung fu, who also is, like, jovial and joking and, like, a pervert, and you want another guy who's, like, grounded and down to earth with an ex-wife and a kid that he's just trying to make right, and he's trying to, you know, do right by her. Then you could just listen to this podcast. (laughs) That's right. We got two of them right here. Exactly. If you want, like, an English guy... Who's like sniveling and cowardly and doesn't know what he wants to do. Write those characters. Give them new names. Those aren't the characters from Cowboy Bebop, you know? Yeah. I just sniffed into the mic and you're going to have to edit that out. And I'm sorry about that. That's awesome. I cannot wait. I'm apologizing to future Andrew right now. This is what I'm doing. Uh, He does not forgive you. I do want to uh, bring up two big spoilers now. Okay. So for anyone listening who hasn't seen the show. Actually, can I bring up one point before you bring up the spoilers? Okay. Because this is the last note I have, but it kind of goes into what we were just talking about. So I think the one thing that bothers me, the one thing that bothers me about Spike in this version that I think doesn't translate well from the anime. And I think it's because in the anime, for some reason with a two-dimensional character, you get away with something like this. Whereas with a three-dimensional person, you have to make it more three-dimensional. Is that Spike has this thing where he can walk into a situation with the confidence that he can pull anything off, and then he just does. Things go awry, but he never at one point seems really shaken by it or he doesn't ever seem like he really is having to think on his feet like he goes into a situation he's like i know i'm gonna come out on top on this and even when some play like he goes into a situation and diverts from the plan he never want i i have never seen him go like oh shit i don't know how i'm gonna and then by some i i it kind of reminded me of like I guess the best example of this would be like Han Solo, who's another like, you know, space cowboy, essentially. (laughs) Right. 
But a, a character like Han Solo, this is going to be a weird double Harrison Ford episode when we get to the when we get to the, the reading oh, assignment yeah, as well. Right. Han Solo will get into a situation. He'll dive headfirst into that brick wall, and then at some point he'll he'll be faced with the idea of like, oh, this isn't going to work. And you'll see it. You'll see it in his character. You'll see it on his face of like, I don't know how I'm going to pull this out. And I am just literally going moment by moment trying to survive. And then by some miracle, he finds a small thread and is able to pull it. And then he pulls himself out of that situation. But Spike now in the anime, Spike is kind of the same way where he doesn't that I'm describing Spike in in this, where he walks into a situation with the utmost confidence that he's going to pull something out. And he does even when things go awry, but it doesn't ever seem like. He has that oh shit moment. But I think for some reason in a two-dimensional character, and by that I mean literally like because he's a drawn anime character, it's fine. I I just go with it. But in a three-dimensional character, when I'm looking at a real person, I feel like this is where they could have diverted slightly from the anime character and in that way still, like you were saying with Faye, kept the essence. Like I want to see Spike walk into a situation where he goes, I'm going to... I'm going to screw off with this plan that we've made and I'm going to go on my own. And then he goes, I'm in over my head and I don't know how I'm going to get this out. And then you haven't seen the movie yet. I've not seen the movie. Okay. And then he pulls it off. And I was like, that would have added a little more depth to this character that I think would have made it more watchable. So in the movie, which you have not seen, and I really think you should, it's very good. There is a a whole. So the reason I think that happens in the show is because. Spike makes it very apparent that he believes he's dreaming. He's not afraid to die. Right. There's like a whole thing. He tells a story in like the last episode. It's sort of a spoiler. Not really. But he tells a story about two cats and he says one of the cats wasn't afraid to die. I remember this. Yes. And uh, that's the cat. That's him uh, metaphorically. So in the movie. There's a point where he meets this character named Vincent Villaggio, who is like one of my favorite characters in film history. And he's like the main antagonist of the film. And when he meets him. He has this like he he jumps right in the way he always does because he's not afraid to die. He go, which is one of the reasons why I think he's able to pull everything off is because since he's not afraid to die, he's able to just jump in and no holds barred, take no prisoners. He just jumps in and he does it because who cares if he dies and he loses this fight and uh, ends up falling into like 100 feet into a lake or a river or something. And he's pulled out and he's talking to one of the other characters in the film later. And he says, you know, the craziest thing happened. I was actually afraid to die in that moment. And it's it was a huge change for me. Like I hadn't felt that way in years. And it's one of the reasons why he loses that fight. That isn't in this. Yeah. That character doesn't have that in this. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He walks into a situation. He knows that he will pull it out even when he, you know, screws off with the plan. But there's never a moment where he's like. Even when he's not in control, he never seems like in the anime you're saying. Well, in both. And that but I think that's the problem is that in the live action version, it doesn't translate when you're looking at a real person, even as in this heightened world, part of you is like, no, these are real people just like you and I. Yeah. And so you have to add that third depth to it. And I was like, he doesn't have that. That's why it's kind of frustrating to watch him because I'm like, why bother? You walked in with the confidence you're going to make it out. And I know you're going to make it out. When it's real people, we need to see that Wiley Coyote is scared when he starts falling off the cliff. Exactly. Exactly. I see what you mean. Let's go into a couple spoilers, big spoilers for the very end of the show. So if you haven't watched it, and I know we've been selling it a lot, making it so that you really want to see it. I know. 
I know. But if you haven't seen it and you don't give a shit, great. If you have seen it, come along. If you haven't seen it and you do want to see it without being spoiled by anything first, yeah. then uh, you might want to fuck off and come back for our review yeah. at the end. Before you do this, I'll just say, if you've never seen the anime, maybe give this a try. Because, I'm yeah. inter- one, I'm interested if you guys want to give us feedback on what that's like. But, two... I think it is enjoyable if you've never seen the anime. Yeah, yeah. Because we can compare and contrast. Go on. All right. So uh, the very last scene of the story is you've seen the original anime. Yes. So uh, Spike Spiegel and Vicious fight in the same way that they do in the fifth episode, like in the cathedral. Got it. Yep. And uh, Julia shows up. She's been in and out of this show a few times since then. Yeah. But she shows up right at the end. You know how they... uh, they like shoot slash stab each other at the same time. Yep. In the very iconic shot. Yeah. Julia shows up right after that with a gun and points it at Vicious. And uh, Vicious is now running the syndicate because he's killed the elders. Right. Oh, by the way, I will say those masks are terrifying. Yeah, they are. They're horrifying. Yeah. But so uh, Spike's like, come with me. We can escape the syndicate. And she's like, escape the syndicate. Why would I when if my husband dies because she's married to Vicious in this one? If my husband dies, I can run the syndicate. And so she shoots Spike through the window instead of Vicious throwing him out the window. I like that. And then she takes Vicious hostage, basically. And the very end is her, like, chaining him up in some, like, boiler room. And every single day she's going to come down and play Russian roulette with him. That, like, she puts one bullet in a gun, spins it, points it at him, pulls the trigger once, and then leaves. And she she does that and she says uh, and it doesn't do anything. She's like, all right, same time tomorrow. And then just leaves. I like that a lot, actually. I like that. Yeah. A lot of fans of the anime really were upset about it. I think think that's great. But here's the thing. I like that a lot because that is such a big departure. And if this is going to get a second season, my hope for this show is that. Uh, you know, because we got so much of like plot lines and characters from the original anime, then for this, maybe this was like, okay, we're dipping our, like we said, we're kind of dipping our toes in the water with the first season. Now we have the freedom to kind of take this off in a different direction. And now we can do that. We can make up all, you know, 10 brand new episodes of Cowboy Bebop with plot lines you've never seen before, or a brand new through line, at least, that you've never seen before. So that actually makes it worth watching as someone who's seen the anime. I think if the rest of the show was better, yes. <laughs> I think I would have liked 100%. it a little more. I One of the things that I was thinking while watching it was that the things that are the same aren't better, and also the things that are different aren't better. Right. So, like, it's hard for me to... Because that's the other thing, too, right? Is that, like... If the whole thing was different and it wasn't better than the anime, who cares? Right. You know, I, as long as it's good. Because it's different, at least. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah, made, you made a swing. You made the big but if swing. You're, if you're doing like mostly the same storylines and then changing little things in between, yes. that feels super weird as well. Yes. Unless the changes are significant and make them better, which the argument could be made that the end of this show with Julia uh, taking over the syndicate, that could be, right? Yes. That makes sense to me. But stuff like... I don't know, making Spike goofy and jovial instead of dark and mysterious. Right. I, stuff like that. I'm like, is this better? This isn't better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, uh, the last uh, spoiler that I want to get into. Yes. I Part of me wants you to see if you can find it on YouTube first. Uh, it's the post credit scene. Of the last episode? Yes. And wowzers. 
Is it? A, are you, do you want to try to look it up? Well, I mean, I could just go to Netflix and just fast forward to the Holy end. Holy shit! All right, hold on a second. Hang on. My God, you're gonna you're gonna just like cringe so hard. <laughs> Should be him, like in a bar, maybe, or walking out of yes. a bar. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm hating every moment of this. I hate this so much. Please make this stop. Is this over yet? Oh God. Oh God, I hate this. No. Oh God. I it, oh God. I hated that so much. Someone signed off on like they someone wrote that, they cast it, they shot it, and someone was like, Yeah, it's perfect. No. I mean listen, whoever the actor is doing that complete unknown. Uh, uh, by the way, the after credit scene is that Ed shows up, right, and says, "Spike, we gotta go. We gotta, we gotta go." I had a bounty for you. Or whatever. Yeah, it's Vincent. I think she says the name Vincent, which is a reference to Vincent Villaggio from the movie. Right. But uh, that actor has zero credits on IMDb. It, Liz, she is great. She, I mean, I she, disagree. No, no, hold on. What I'm saying is that I think what she's doing is as close to the actual anime character as you could possibly get in live action. That being said, I don't think it translates well to real life on screen. I think it's one of the reasons I don't want this character. I didn't want this character. in the- oh. I think there's a way to do it. I, I somewhat disagree with you. I somewhat agree. I half agree with you. Okay. I think she's, she's very close to like the memory that you have of that character. Okay. Like I think she's right. very close to like one aspect of that character. Okay, sure. But there's no like like Ed did a lot of just like sitting around. Yeah, and but like, also I mean we're we're literally judging this on like one scene from her. I know, Do you know but what it's I mean? very like when in the anime when Ed got like super hyperactive, it was like a one and done and then they moved on and she just is going hard for like three minutes in this. Right. But again, that's what I'm saying is uh, what I'm saying is that's the scene that they've given yep. her. Did you notice Ines is with her? her? I did. I didn't notice that actually. But that's what I'm saying is that that's the, the performance she's giving. She's going for it. And that is as close to that character from the anime as you could get. But I think it proves to I don't know though. I don't think, I think it, it is. is. The scene as it's written, I think is as close to the character. That- I disagree. Cause I think you can, I think if you just had her, here's, here's what I say that if you just had her walking around on like doing a handstand and like walking around on her hands and just sort of saying those words around spikes, nearly passed out unconscious body. I think that would be, as close as you could get because it's not just like the character isn't just a person who runs up in your face and starts screaming for 10 minutes. Like it feels that way, (laughs) but I don't think it is. It's close. It's close to that. I think if you don't like the character of that in the anime, this character is going to feel like the character from the anime. That's what it feels like to me. That's what, that's what I mean. I just watched the scene and I was like, this feels like the character from the anime. But I think this is why it doesn't translate. Well, I think because that that character from the anime does not really. It does not work in the physical world like she is, you know, when she does get big, she gets very big and it's 
and it does not ring true. I agree with you, but I don't think it needs much toning down. I think it's just a little yes, bit too I much. I agree, but I don't think that's the actor's fault. I think this is Whereas just... Whereas I feel like this is a lot too much. I think that they're trying to go as close to the anime as they can. And I, this is why I'm saying, like, I don't think this character works in three dimensions. I think that that is a character that works very much in, a, in an animated setting, and when you try and bring her to life, she does not seem realistic. She does not seem real. They're evidently talking about season two. I would not be surprised that they're talking about season two. First of all, like I said, they obviously poured a lot of money into this. And so they're going to try to double down on this. And secondly, I'm sure that the the fans of the show, the anime show, hate this. But there's a lot more people who have not seen the anime who are going to come to this then there are fans of the anime. Well, and I wonder if it's going to get the Batman versus Superman treatment, the Venom treatment, which is that like right. everybody went to see it and nobody liked it. But uh, or maybe not Venom, but right. like certainly Batman versus Superman. No, no, no. I get what you're everyone saying. went to see it and nobody liked it. And they were like, look at all this money we look made. Look at all the numbers. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, that could. Yes, that could be also happening as well. But I think that you're going to have a lot more people who are going to come at it like, oh, what's this? Or I've heard of this title or something like that. And they're going to put it on. They're like, oh, spaceships. And this has really good production. Like, yeah. you're going to see John Cho effects. is in this. Ah, John Cho. And they're like, oh, and this the guy is from the boys. And like I said, the guy they, from Luke Cage. This looks like a, you know, it feels Tarantino esque. It feels yeah, Edgar yeah. Wright esque. So if you've never yeah. seen the anime, you just know the title. And you start watching this. Some of the cig- cinematography really took me aback in a good yeah. way. Like yeah, some of it is. Really there are good. shots of buildings in this that are that I would never have thought to use. Yeah, absolutely. Can I give you some uh, opinions from people on TikTok? I mean, listen, uh, we would not be a responsible show if we did not include opinions from TikTok. Good. So uh, <laughs> here's my. Um, <laughs> this is one of I put my favorite one first, which is Ben, who is bored, said, "Loved the anime. The Netflix show sure was dot 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 a thing that exists." That's that's the best sum up of this show. Uh, another person to support your your theory. I love the original anime. It was my favorite back in my teenage years. In my opinion, they should have left it alone. That was from uh, N- N- Niall Athan. I don't know how to pronounce your name. I'm sorry. Joker said, I liked everything except the last scene of the last episode. And Rob Cormier said, uh, agreed, was way too far off base. I mean, first of all, Joker, I bet, likes Joker. So we can only we can take his opinion with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, again, if you're a fan of the anime, this is not going to be for you. If you have just heard of the anime and are like, I don't like anime, but I've heard this is re- I've heard this title is really good. Here's a few more of those. Uh, Dale said it ruined the original for me. Jordan Morrill said huge fan of the original. And honestly, for me, this is just more content from one. Oh, from one of my favorite universes. It's a new, still fun take on a classic. So that person liked it in the anime. See, that's the thing. And, and that's I think that's the right attitude is to have like they're not getting rid of it. They don't, they're not wiping the anime away. If you don't like it because you love the anime, just don't watch this ever again. It's fine. Like that's not, I don't think they're crapping on the legacy of Cowboy Bebop. I will. I do think they genuinely set out to make a good show and to be true to the anime, which is a very hard thing to do. So I think if you don't like this, that's fine. Just leave it alone. Just don't worry. Uh, And on the flip side of uh, those previous comments, 
Ah, that's this person's name. A-H-H-H-H-H-H-H. Cool. Said, amazing. No clue about the anime, though. And Alan said, I tried to watch the anime but could not get past the first episode. Watched the live action all the way and quite enjoyed it. I can totally see that happening. 100%. And uh, this is my the last comment I want to read you because I found it very interesting. And uh, the first few sentences... I was immediately like, oh, I can't read this on the air. I think this person's racist. And then I read the whole thing and I was like, you know what? This person's actually got a good point. So I'm going to read this to you because I think it's an interesting take on some decisions that they made in the show. All right. This is from Weekend at Bernie's 2's Lover. <laughs> Thank God. This is from Rar Espada 4 who said, Bebop is one of my favorite animes, as close to perfect as the medium gets. That said, the live action was bad. Honestly, didn't even finish the first episode. The choice to make Jet Black black, a deadbeat father, and an ex-con was a decision. Any one of these changes would have been fine, but together, it's hard not to see this as writing Jet as a racist stereotype. But you know what's weird, though, is that it didn't even connect for me until he said that. Which, to be fair, we're both white. That is true. I a hundred percent will cop to being white. I've never denied that. <laughs> Neither will anyone else. Yeah, like I said, that didn't even click for me until he just said that. Which what that says to me is like one. First of all, actually, I'm going to slightly disagree. I wouldn't call Jet a deadbeat just because he isn't successful doesn't mean he's a deadbeat. A deadbeat doesn't try. Jet is. Always try. I agree. And actually, I don't have it in front of me, but somebody did point that out and said, if you watch the whole show all the way through, or at least, I guess, a couple more episodes, you see that he's not he's not a deadbeat dad. There's an episode where he takes a bounty because he's trying to buy a birthday gift for his daughter. Right. But That's- it does seem like everyone around him is sick of him failing to do the right thing as a father. Right. But that is that is, I think, good drama. Right. But that doesn't. Uh, but like I said, if he was just jobless and yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, I, then I mean, I to see. me, it does. Feel, I mean, he's a bounty hunter. First of all, it does to me feel like. But in this world, bounty hunter seems like an actual occupation. Like, uh, it's definitely frowned upon in this universe. Like people are like scum cowboys, you know. True. I, I do think that like. Maybe somebody in the writer's room should have been like, let's, hey, maybe we just, like, it doesn't necessarily make it racist. I I understand what you're saying. But maybe someone should have been like, hey, maybe let's not do this one, you know? Maybe let's leave one of these, one of these three things out. I can understand that. But like I said, I think, I think because Jet also seems like, I don't want to say the moral center, but he is like, he's like, no, we set rules to this. There's a system to this. You know, it's my ship. Uh, he's he owns the ship. It's his ship. He used to be a cop. He used to be a cop. You know what I mean? Like there's the, to me, I think that's why it doesn't that doesn't read to me. I understand when on paper, when you put those three things down, he fits the in those boxes. But I think that's also he has an ex-con too, though. Like all of this is like. Right. But again, there's I, I don't know if you got to that episode, but, but there's like a yeah, he went to jail. Yes. But I think if you were just to leave it surface level, those points then yes, it looks like a bad stereotype. But the fa- but they did again. He is the owner of the ship. He's the one who is in charge. It's not the it's not the most glamorous job in the world. But he is he does have a job. He does try. He is attempting. You know that's what drama is. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I understand what that. I'm not. I'm not 
completely disagreeing with their point, but I think yeah, there's... Yeah, yeah. I think we're both landing on the same point, but being devil's advocate for the opposite sides. Yeah, like I said, <laughs> I'm not completely disagreeing with that point, but I think that is a slight oversimplification of what that character is. Well, and I think at the end of the day as well, it depends on... Like, we really should... I don't think we have any place to even really speak on it, right? No. It has to do with how people who identify uh, right. in the same way how they feel in regard to experiencing that storyline also it's the future so i always i'm like so racism no. doesn't exist we did it everyone yes we finally figured it out but that, <laughs> i'm always just like i mean you know none of that stuff might be a thing anymore yeah i, I you know that might not be a yeah thing. but it is now <laughs> yeah i don't know when we're watching sure, it whatever i don't yeah yeah anyway Whatever, this show happened, so <laughs> that's the best sum up I could give you. How many media lunch breaks do you give it out of ten? Uh, I'm going to give it like a four and a half. Yeah. Four and a half lunch breaks. Yeah. Is this a new rave system? I don't know. I just Good, said it. because I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. Yeah, let's never do it again. Okay. Let's pretend it never happened. Let's. Okay. I can cut it out. No, no, no. Leave it in. But then if anyone ever writes in and is like, hey, how many lunch breaks do you... We're going to just play it like... Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put this clip at the beginning of every episode. Right, but we're still going to play it like it doesn't exist. And then whenever someone brings it up, we'll be like... What are you what talking, talking about? about? What are you, yeah, a no moron? Clue. Lunch That's breaks? That's a different show. What a stupid-ass rating system. <laughs> and we should berate them. I mean, it sounds like something Andrew would come up with. Yeah. And that's you saying that. That's so <laughs> weird. It's weird that you're insulting yourself and it's weird that you're doing it in the third person, too. Is it weird that I'm insulting myself? No, it's just weird. The third person thing. Is it weird that Andrew's insulting himself? Yep. That's in the third person. That's a fair point. You want to move on to the reading assignment? Boy, do I. Let's move on to the reading assignment. So you gave me technically you gave me something. But really, this was like a reading assignment for both of us, because you yeah. had never read this either, right? We were assigned by a special guest. <laughs> so, Andrew, if I remember the, the story right, you were at the proctologist, and they were, and your doctor, after, and it was during the exam, was saying, oh, you should really read this. And uh, and it was five ghosts. And he, well, he meant it as like, this is going to hurt a lot, so you should be reading something. Yeah. And you took that as, I should get into this. What he actually said was, squat. But I heard, hey, you should read this. It's a good comic. Yeah. <laughs> I misheard it. Yeah. It's a common misconception. Yeah. So you gave me Five Ghosts by Frank J. Barbary. Is it Barbary? Barbier? I have no idea. Barbier? Barbier, Barbier perhaps? Barbier? By, it's written by Frank J. Barbier. That's how we're, I'm deciding it's going to be called. Good. And then uh, the artist, there's a couple different artists. Chris Mooneyham is the is the artist for most of it. And then Gary Brown is, is there's one issue with, by him. But most of this is Frank J. Barbier and, and Chris Mooneyham. Uh, if you're Frank J. Barbier and I'm mispronouncing your name, you should totally write into the show. Just because we want to hear from writers. Or hire a hitman. All right, that's fine too. So this is, this basically, this is a, Started in 2013, and it's up to, it's an ongoing series. The last issue I saw was, what was it, 16, 17? Hold on, I have it right in front of me. 2015. No, no, sorry, I'm um, I'm looking at the issue number, I'm saying. Oh, 17 issues. Is it 17? Okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, it's 16, 17. I, uh, basically, here's the, I'll give you a quick plot sum up. So basically, there's a uh, guy named Fabian Gray, who's basically like a travel or a travel. He's a travel salesman. No, he's a... Did you read Death of a Salesman? Yes, I did. That's what I read instead. He's a treasure hunter who goes around the world trying to find basically something called the gemstones. Gem... 
No, dream stones. I'm literally trying to speak and read at the same time, and I'm having trouble doing it. I don't know what's happening to You'd me. You'd be a right terrible now. politician. I or a news anchor. Would be. Which is why I'm not any of those things. You've never done a teleprompter? I have done a teleprompter, but a teleprompter is like right in front of the camera. So it chronicles the story of Fabian Gray, who's a treasure hunter, and he's able to harness ghosts of five literary characters through the dream. I don't even have it written. Stones. No, stones. Is it stones? Yes. I was like, dream gems isn't right. Dream stones. Listen, believe it or not, I actually read this. How much of it did you read? Uh, what did I get to? I got to, I'm midway through the Issue second. Issue two. Yes. <laughs> midway through the second panel. <laughs> I got through, I'm like midway through the second arc. So the lost, the pirate one. Okay. The, pirate the second one. volume. Let's call it that one. Yeah. 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 What did you think of this? I'm curious about I that. really like it. I really like this too. Yeah. This is like, it's funny that, it, you know, we talked about, um, we talked about Ghostbusters Afterlife and then. It got me wanting to read IDW does a series of an ongoing series of Ghostbusters. And for a while I had been avoiding it because I was like, I love that movie and that franchise. And this doesn't look anything like it. And then I started reading it and I really like it. And this feels like a comic book version of Indiana Jones. Like, you know, it's very close to that sort of sort of idea to bring up the second Harrison Ford reference. If you love Indiana Jones, this is like an Indiana Jones comic book. You know what I mean? The character is slightly different and there's a little more supernatural aspects to it. Like the royal Indiana Jones. But like the royal Indiana. It's Indiana Jones and, you know, and the Holy Savior, which should be the next movie. But anyway, not the point. But this is really cool. And I think what I really like about this is that you can kind of come in and out of this pretty easily. Like the first one is very much Indiana Jones-esque. You know, he's captured by a, you know indigenous tribe and that type of thing and then the second big storyline it's a pirate theme there's an indiv- there's a standalone comic that's like ninja themed you know you can kind of if you're like i'm not feeling the pirates you can skip out and then kind of jump back in on whatever the next arc is going to be because it kind of takes you anywhere as well yeah there isn't so far there hasn't really been a uh, like very deep origin story so like you you wouldn't miss anything that you know any backstory or anything like that and i do enjoy that i like the idea of like they're parsing this backstory out as part of the the forward momentum of the story and so i am in this because i'm like i want to know more of the backstory we should say as well the the actual meat of the plot is that this guy has for some reason and you do discover why he has the ability to call upon five spirits to sort of help him do things and not in a way that like they go off and do the thing, but they are able to make him better at certain things. So they I don't he basically th- like gains their power, essentially. Yes. And I don't think they ever explicitly say the names of them, at least they haven't yet. But the idea is that those five ghosts are and they're they're fictional they're all they're fictional, fictional characters. literary characters as well. Yeah. So what you have is Merlin, Robin Hood, Sherlock Holmes, Miyamoto Musashi and Count Dracula. Yeah. It's a very interesting combination too. Yeah. But yeah, I I'm again, I'm kind of into this. I really am. I, I'm glad your proctologist recommended it. <laughs> For anyone who is listening, it wasn't my proctologist. I had water filters changed in my house by like some water filter person 
this, this guy named Homeless Bob that we found in an alley. And he, it, we got on the subject about how I was, uh, 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 I had gone to Comic-Con. And he was like, oh, I collect comics. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I recommended Saga. And he recommended Five Ghosts. Whatever. It, and listen, then it was some... he did check my ass for prostate cancer. And that was it. I was going to say, it's something where it's, uh, I don't know, some waterway was being snaked. That's all I know. <laughs> all right. That's all I remember. That's the salient detail of this. <laughs> no, that was, I was going to, there's a butt sex joke in there somewhere and I just I can't get it well you know who could get it my proctologist so remember a couple episodes we were like no we're gonna make this high class we did yeah and we started this episode talking about your bush (laughs) (laughs) oh boy um but yeah I one of the things I like I appreciate the most about this comic run is that it's very fast. It is. It's not quite as fast as, say, something like Legend of Althea, which we read a few episodes ago. But it is, um, I, when I see the artwork, a lot of times I'll be like, oh, God, this is going to be wordy. Because it looks older. Yes, it does. Like, it feels kind of like a Watchmen or a V for Vendetta yeah. or something like that. Which also I love, because it really sets the idea of, like, this old school swashbuckling story. It does. It does that very well. But the thing about those graphic novels is that they are very wordy. They're very dense. They can be. They can take a very very long time to get through. Whereas this, I I knocked out a volume in thirty minutes. That's what I'm saying. That's what I, that's. I mean, I literally started late last night and then got through like eight issues. Most of it today. Yeah. You know, I just breeze right through them. Very quick. It's very very quick. Yeah. I yeah. I really like this. I could not recommend it more. It, it's very cool. It's, and also in sort of a similar way to Her- to Harrison Ford, in a similar way to Indiana Jones. Same diff. Each volume takes on sort of a different genre, which is pretty cool. And this is what I love. Yeah. And this is what I mean. Like the first one, like I said, it is very, that's very Indiana Jones. And this idea of like, he's in the jungle somewhere and you know, that type of thing. But then he's often Japan. And then another one, he's now he's with pirates. And it's like, again, if you're like reading one and you're like, I'm not feeling this pirate storyline, give it a couple issues. That storyline will finish up. And then there's Nazis. Oh, and there's Nazis in it. That's the, <laughs> I was like, there's another Indiana Jones connection. There's yeah. Nazis in this. Yeah. And that's kind of cool too. And it's not, and you really can kind of, I think, skip out on certain storylines and then jump back in. Cause it's not so dense uh, with the through line, the kind of spine that goes through all the storylines that you couldn't jump back in and be like, I know where we are now. I really like this. this is a really good one. I recommend this definitely for people. If yeah. you're listening and you've never heard of it and you're, you like comics or you think you want to start reading comics, five ghosts seems like a pretty easy one to get into. All right. Now the time has come when I'm supposed to recommend something to you. And I had, I'm going to have you read as much as you could get through it, probably one volume of the collection of amalgam characters from the amalgam universe. Oh my god! I think I want to do this. Yes, I'm. I'm deciding it out. Yes, this is what I want to do. I Are we doing like, Lobo the Duck? I was trying to find one one with Lobo the Duck. I cannot find it, but if I do find it, I'll send that one too. But this is I want to. I'll send you at least the one with Dark Claw. Okay, sounds good. All right, so there's that. So I think that's what I want to do. I'll, we'll we'll read one of the. There's two volumes. I'll give you just one, and then if you love it, when you love it so much, and you want to go to the second one, feel free. But uh, I want to. I want your. Opinion. Is this bad? You're talking like it's bad. I have no idea. <laughs> 
I'm, not, I'm just so curious about this because I only tangentially know this, but I, I, uh, we've talked about it so much that I kind of want to see what happens if I give so it to you. So much, like twice. We've talked about it like five different times. All right. I don't think it's that's come true. up on at least seven different occasions. So I want to, I want to finally sign it to you. I mean, we've talked about like 10 this different is times. Like that, every time you bring up the, how I got the five ghosts suggestion, you make that a little bit more abstract and a little bit more crazy. Every time you bring up how many times we've talked about the amalgam universe, you add like 12 numbers to it. No, it's not true. I, I We've talked about it at least 20 times times you know this and i know this yes you've always said that we have talked about it at least thirty-seven thousand times. i've ended every single episode talking about it and you've and i only ended that way because you were like can you tell me a story about the amalgam <laughs> universe like a little kid and you like you pull up a little fake fireplace and then you like just sit by it honestly i just fall asleep i know because you find it. it so comforting like a warm blanket it's so comforting and you're like unky chris can you tell me about the Malcolm universe? Can you talk to me about Dark Claw? Unky Chris, tell that story about Super Soldier. These are all things you can easily look them up. We recorded them. We put it on the internet. I don't I don't know why you're arguing with me on this. I edit them out. Ah, uh, that makes sense. But then I edit them back in. <laughs> you put the episode up and then I take it down and I re-edit it and then I put it back up so fast you don't even notice it. How could I? Exactly. Exactly. That's it. We're done. That's what am it. I doing? Oh, you're you're going to tell gonna me say, which one, or yeah, am I I'll doing Dark Claw? I think it's going to be. Is this volume one? I think this one is volume one. Yeah, I think this is volume one. I'm pretty sure. So I'll give you this one. Yeah, this is the Dark Claw. This is the one I want. Oh, and it's got Doctor Strange fate. Oh, you're in for a treat. Um. Oh, it's the DC. That's right. They split it. The DC Comics collection and the Marvel collection. I'm giving you the DC Comics collection. Uh, it's already comforted him so much he's drifted off to sleep. All right. Hey, Andrew. Oh. Uh, hey, Andrew. Uh, what? Hey, what, Andrew. What? Where can they find us? You really weren't ready for that one, were you? No, I forgot I did that. <laughs> You forgot you ended the show? Yeah. The thing you've done literally every episode since the first time we've ever done this? I don't think that's true. We've only done it for like five episodes. No, we've done it for 38 episodes. I think we've done it for like 32 episodes. We've done 112 episodes, and every single time you start and end the episode this way. We've only done it for the royal episodes. Anyway, they can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, at SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break, where if you're listening to this, we just put up our review of Ghostbusters Afterlife. So, uh... Give that a listen if you haven't yet. It went up this past Friday. I think it's Friday. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Friday. Whatever, it's up. It's up now. <laughs> it's so up just now. go God listen damn to it. it. So just listen to it. And I'm going to try to make a video with it as well so that the video airs at the same time. But uh, we'll see. Because I don't know if I'm going to be able to find the time to do that. But we're also on Twitter, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube.com slash Media Lunch Break, where uh, you should go and subscribe. Because if I do find the time to make that video, that's where it's going to go. Yep. Don't expect anything, though, because... Uh, don't. Subscribe to things, but not expecting to get something. That's what I always say. That's right. You should never subscribe to something expecting you're going to get something You should it. never expect anything. I don't. And that's how we've found such success with this podcast. I could just stop talking right now and and not mention the rest of our stuff. Lord willing. Especially since the next one is TikTok, where our handle is at the media lunch break. <laughs> so if you're listening from TikTok, how could I stop? 
I had to say at least that one. But you can also go to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash the media lunch break. If you go there, you can pledge like a small amount of money, like a buck. And you get like all buck. sorts of cool stuff. Single single dollar. <coughs> oh. Are you okay? No. What's happening? I got something stuck in my throat. What do you have? I think it's from my proctologist. You can also send us an email at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com. You can visit our website at www.themedialunchbreak.com. Give us a rating and a reviewing on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, places like that. And also, special thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. Who was our first patron ever, and she's stuck with us this whole time for some dumbass reason. Do you have a piece of popcorn? Is it popcorn in the back? You know when you got pe- no, the little thing? I don't eat popcorn, you got, mostly for you that know when very you get reason. The ho- 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 you know, like right here? Um, Chris, I need you to stop because I can only get so erect. That's, I didn't want to laugh at that. That's the thing, is that I know if I laugh, I encourage it, and I didn't want to laugh at that one, and yet yet here I am, laughing. Laughing on the inside. And on the outside. That's it. That's the show. That's all of it. As always, you know, we just did the, the reading assignment. We just talked about Cowboy Bebop. If you're a proctologist and you have other recommendations out there, Really? No, you know what? I'm going to widen the field. If you're anyone in the medical profession and you would like to assign us a reading <laughs> assignment, you can feel free to do that. Or if your medical professional assigned a reading assignment to Something you, to you, you could forward and you're it. like, I don't want to read this. Can you read it for me and tell me what it's about? I have an exam coming up. We're happy to do that. Go ahead and send that over. I, uh, yeah, I, but honestly, listen, we're always looking for suggestions. Like I said, this was given to us by somebody else and we ended up loving it and it's great. If you're a creator out there, we just got done doing Legend of Althea two episodes back for the last read. That was the last reading assignment, right? Was that the last one? I think it was the last one. No, it couldn't have been because I assigned Legend of Althea to you. So it must've been two ago, right? Maybe it was two ago. Whatever. What did you assign me? Oh, oh, Strange Adventures. There it is. Yeah, yeah, whatever. The point is, (laughs) we've shaved off all the TikTok people from last episode, right? I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah, okay. So we don't have to worry about keeping up that quality because I was exhausted. Why start now? Exactly. But again, if you're out there and you're like, hey, I just read this thing. It's amazing. You guys should be reading this. Send it over. We want suggestions. We're going to run out of stuff to read eventually. So we really could use any of the suggestions you have. I just gave Andrew a reading assignment from 1996. So for God's sakes, give us something to read. If you want us, if there's something you want us to talk about instead of Cowboy Bebop, send it over. Just be like, hey, what do you think of this thing? Or th- this suggestion for a subject. I want to hear your opinion on this. Whatever. Send it over. Give us a hypothetical situation. It doesn't matter. Go ahead. We're always looking for suggestions. We want to talk about what you want to hear. And by that, I mean, we want to talk about what we want to talk about. But if you have a good idea, then we'll go with it. Other than that, you know, if you're leaving a review, you want to rip us a new asshole, five-star review, say whatever you want. Say it every episode. I know you're behind this now. I know you weren't at first, Andrew. I am. But now you're like, I kind of see, you kind of love this idea, don't you? I do. I like it a lot. It's kind of genius. That's the only good idea I've ever had. (laughs) Other than that, there it is. There wasn't a thing. And now there's a thing. And that's how easy it is to make a thing. So now you guys go out and make some stuff. Don't make this. We're yeah, we're already this. making Do this. Do something else. And also, yeah, it's not I mean, very good. On. Make something better. Yeah. See, this is what I'm saying. Don't do this because you can see it doesn't work. So make something better. 
Other than that, next week, the news. Week after that, fuck if I know. We're going to bring my proctologist on to see if he has any other recommendations. Why not? Sure. Might as well. And he'll do the exam live on the mic. Oh, God. What is this? Morning radio? That's it. That's, I think that's, that's the whole show. That's all I have. And end the show, Andrew. Just give us something to end on. Go ahead. Uh, should I make another erection joke? No. I mean... Should I bring back the Holy Spirit? Yeah, let's do that one. Royal... No, I don't know. <laughs> Be honest, though. Indiana Jones and the Holy Spirit. That sounds like a good title, though, right? It's a good title, yeah. You would yeah. go see that. Come on. What is it? Is it him bringing down the Catholic Church? Oh, finally. That would be so good, actually. It's like... Have you ever seen the movie Hudson Hawk? No. Good, have don't. Have you seen the movie Hudson Hawk? I have. I watch it all the time. It won, like, six Razzies or something. It's notoriously... Bruce Willis's worst film. That's saying something, too. It is. He booked it around the same time that he booked Die Hard, so it was just, like, to get a check, you know, like, yeah. so he could eat. Sure. Because he hadn't gotten Die... He hadn't, like, gotten the money from Die really Hard yet. He hard up for money coming off of, like, a hit television show. Well, I know. But he kind of was, yeah. because, like, it was really hard for TV stars to transition to films back then. Hey, he, no- he notoriously will take movies for a paycheck. For anyway, sure. Hudson Hawk, why the hell are we talking about this? Because it's incredible. It's okay. about... Bruce Willis bringing down the bringing down the Catholic Church because there's secretly a cult that is trying to steal Da Vinci Leonardo Da Vinci's alchemy ingredients formula. So it's the Da Vinci Code. You never saw that movie, did you? Uh, yes. It's also got David Caruso in it. It's also got Danny Aiello in it. Oh, you're looking it up. Uh, of course I am. It does. It does it's got have Danny. Richard E. Grant in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, it does. There you go. Oh, it does have about David that. Caruso. It's uh, it's horrendous and fantastic. Wait, but hold on. I'm sold simply for the fact that it also stars Frank Stallone. Oh. The greatest of the Stallones. Oh, yeah. He is in that. I don't know that I would say it stars him. Also, it's Frankie Stallone. It's Frankie Francis Stallone. Oh, my gosh. Do you think... There's a connection? Yeah, same guy. Oh, wow. What? Just goes from famous family to famous family? Are you telling me you couldn't tell that Sly Stallone and James Franco are cousins just by looking <gasps> at them? They do look alike and sound Dead alike. On. And by that, I mean inaudible. Yes, that's right. Do you want to watch Hudson Hawk on mic real quick? I mean, of course. What if the end of this episode was just an hour and a half just long commentary? all of Hudson Hawk. That that's a baller move. I will say that is a baller move. Do you think anyone even bothers suing us if we played all of Hudson Hawk on a mic? <laughs> no, right? Like, come on, be honest. Uh, no, oh, one... Bruce Willis certainly would if he didn't get a residual from us. Oh, that's true. He would sue us. Yeah, yeah. If anyone, all right, all right here's a question. This has nothing to do with anything. You could just cut this entire conversation into like one of the other episodes on uh, on a different day. But if any celebrity was going to sue us, who is the most likely? Don't say Bruce Willis because you just said him, but any other celebrity, who do you think we would get a lawsuit from first? Whoever produced Mindless Self-Indulgence's most recent album because we played it on the mic. Of course, you had to find a way to shoehorn Mindless Self-Indulgence. Oh, I already did this episode. You did? And I missed it? Yeah. Did you pre-record something? No, I'm dead serious. I'm going to name a song of theirs, a title of of a song of theirs every single episode. And I did. You sly bastard. And you did not notice. You know what I like about, what I find ironic about 
mindless self-indulgence, is that your sister's band name is also the same way we could describe this podcast. (laughs) 